Pitch outside, Jeff Smith, he didn't get there, fumbles the football, Oklahoma takes over. Right of Oklahoma. Well, Why is that going so fast? It's going what so is happening? Uh, the waves. What is happening? The waves here? are. Oh my God! It's gonna give me a, like nausea. Oh. The the key is going to be not looking at the monitor. Oh. It's gonna be not looking at the monitor. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another fan interview edition of the Inside OU podcast. This one being conducted at ten thirty at night, right after Russell Westbrook got beat in the play-in tournament game by the Boston Celtics. So it's good. It's gonna be a fun one. It's going to be an absolute fun one because very good friend of mine, very good friend of the franchise, uh, has helped me a ton over the last few years doing uh, post-game interview or post-game shows, I should say, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. You know that team that you used to care about, but you don't care about until they accidentally beat the Clippers on the final night of the year? That team. But now we're talking about OU football, so don't worry about it, everybody. But yeah, as you all know by now, this is going to be the uh, little extra content episode per week where I talk to uh, OU fans of all shapes and sizes, all walks of life, whether they be people that you may know, not personally, but you just know their name, or people that you don't know at all. Um, If you're interested in jumping on the Inside OU podcast to talk about your OU fandom with me, please reach out to me at Brady Does Sports on Twitter, and we can get a schedule date going i've got a few in the can already but very excited to bring on someone you probably already know if you listen to the franchise you've heard this guy's name you've heard this guy's voice over the over the last few years like i said on the post game show with me covering the oklahoma city thunder but your producer's favorite producer mr matt burton i am matt burton on twitter for those interested matt welcome Hey, what's going on, man? We're doing Re- all right? Yeah. Re- really good. And I'm I just peeked at my notes right when you said hello, and I must have been bored the other day cuz I wrote 6 to 9 and then I nice, put parentheses. Nice. 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 So it was must have been at a coffee shop and I was just like, "Ah, eh, fuck it." It's I love that. Just, I love that. It's just boring. You know, happy to be on here, man. I've I've listened to both your uh fan interviews and I guess the right word would be Smarter. They're way smarter than what this is going I to be. I thought you were going to go like, I would have done something else. But <laughs> no, you know. yeah, no, I would have done something completely different um, than you did. No. Uh, yeah, both Russell and Forrest, much, much smarter than I. And they're going to have a lot smarter takes or whatever than what you're about to hear from me. So absolutely, I can't yeah, wait. Absolutely can't wait not. to dumb it down for the people. No, 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 no. This is a this is a football podcast. Stop, stop bringing on them smart people. <laughs> the top about, hug it, chug the, it, football. Yeah, what about baby? Spencer Rattler? What he gonna do? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> stop talking about basketball. That Lincoln Riley, if he just uh, if he stops getting cute, stop running reverses. <laughs> stop running those damn reverses. Stop. If it. he doesn't stop running the ball. When he's supposed to pass, stop passing the ball. When he's supposed to run, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, goddamn. Well, sorry. <laughs> let's 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 make this a little bit of a different uh, format than the first two, where I basically interviewed people about their OU fandom for the first half, and then I talked about what they what else that they did. Forrest, obviously, being an Oklahoma State representative. Uh, Russell Cobb being now an accomplished author. I am neither uh, of those things. Well, yeah, no, yeah. no, but you're your producer's favorite producer. Yeah, I'm your favorite producer's favorite producer. If your favorite producer is Todd, I'm his favorite. That's how it works. Unless it's still in Buckingham, who clearly is public with his favorite. Yeah, he hates just everyone. So I don't know. He's, Dylan, he's Dylan's the, a real Debbie Downer. I know he's, he's he's all positive and everything like that on the radio. But whenever you get around Dylan in person, off air, just nothing but negative vibes well, from you know, that guy. I'm not saying that Dylan's a clown, but you know how actual clowns, not the Joker, not Pennywise, but how actual clowns are supposed to be there to bring joy and laughter to children. Yeah, Yeah, of course. And they smile and they look bright and all that's the bright, shiny colors. That's what Dylan Buckingham is. But yeah, he's also just mean. Like he's also like, very like, mean, like Pennywise or like the Joker. He's just kind of mean. Yeah, yeah. He's he he always is talking about I'm on TV. Yeah, you I'm on know. TV. I'm a sports anchor. Yeah, I read from a teleprompter. Get out of here, dude. No one cares. I thought anchors were just on boats. Right. Yeah. So everything, honest. everything that you think about Dylan Buckingham on air, his on air personality, <laughs> it's a lie. That's a lie. He is lying to you. He's probably murdered twelve people at this point, <laughs> at least. At least <laughs> that we know of. There is a trail of destruction in Dylan <laughs> Buckingham's wake. And as uh, uh, clearly, everything we just said was not true. Dylan of is course. A, Dylan's a great guy. He's a teddy bear. He is awesome. We're not going to be we're not going to be rude anymore. But 
let's get right down to brass tacks with the current OU team moving forward because yeah. in addition to producing, uh, primarily, Matt, you produce on Mondays when Chisholm and Sam are yep. over, uh, up at Lucky Star. Uh, you fill in here and there. You tech for uh, the franchise. So whenever Kelly Gregg or Sam or somebody is on remote, it's more than likely Matt, all that stuff set up so that you can hear their voices on the radio or every once in a while it's me, but it's mostly it's mostly you, Matt. And then also, like I said, you're on the Thunder First Take post game show producing with uh, Christine Butterfield and me. Uh, but that's, thank God it's over that's for over. now. That's over, yes. Thank God we don't have to do that oh, shit anymore. Oh, man. Um, until June 22nd, then we're going to start all this over again. Yeah. Hopefully it's a little bit more entertaining. But you're also producing on the uh, Sooner uh, I don't. What do we even call it? The post game show for OU football. Yes, whatever post game so. show that we do after Toby Rowland and all them sign off. Yeah, that's the post game show that we're on. Yes. Exactly. So Chisholm, Holland, myself, and you, uh, Sam chimes in here and there. Who knows? But you you have your hand in so much. You have your hand in so much. But you did have your hand obviously in OU football last year. We watched uh, half the games last right. year together. Are, are you kind of like me, Matt? Are you just? I'm just ready to have my heart broken this year. No, yeah, totally. No, I. it's one of those things where I believe what the last time, and I don't know if OU is going to be the preseason number one. Uh, they're in the way too early number one right now. But was the last time when Landry Jones was quarterbacking OU, they were preseason number one? I think so. I think because they had that like uh, inside they... ESPN thing that they did. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, and that's where the Sharks thing came from oh. with Tony Jefferson. You can imagine. Um, <laughs> you can imagine my fear. Remember when uh, uh, David Aguayu got that interception against OSU last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tipped it to himself. Did you see the first thing that he did? The shark. Yeah, yeah. He did the shark. <laughs> the shark. Like, what are you doing? Yes. No. Yeah. What Stop are you this. Doing? No, that thing should have died. That should have died with uh, whenever Mike Stoops left. Someone should do their homework. Yeah. <laughs> on do the your last homework. decade of OU football. Please and be like, don't be doing that shit. Please don't be doing. And then. Uh, what Jamel Fleming I think did that when he had to pick six. That's against, when it peaked. It jumped yeah, the shark after that. Point. He picked six Texas, did it, and then it was never the same again. No, that was, was it a pick six or was it a fumble recovery? I can't no, remember. Either he, way, he straight ripped it out of. Uh, That's right. Oh God, That's right. He straight ripped it out of the receiver's hands, and it was some former five star guy that came down to OU in Texas, and he unfortunately for him never amounted to much at Texas. I wonder why. Uh, well, because he went to Texas no, at a yeah, bad time, right. which is any time. That's right. But, yeah, no no more sharking. Yeah, no more sharking. Yeah, so, no, just to go back to your original uh, question, yes, I am ready for uh, – this feels like – it feels like it's been a while since they've had a regular season defeat to TCU. Like, a disappointing – like, I feel like TCU is that disappointing loss that they have in the regular season every year. I feel like it's just – it's due. Like, I don't think they'll lose to Kansas State again. I, I don't think Lincoln Riley will let that happen. Um, I don't I I feel like they'll be really up for Iowa State and it's at home this year. So I think I think that one is a win. But th they should win every game on their schedule. Like it I don't think I'm crazy for saying that just with all the returning talent uh coming back and I mean I I listen to you like you know that I listen to you and Keegan's um podcasts like religiously. So like just w with the amount of like NFL talent too that is on this team and potential NFL talent. Like there is no reason that they shouldn't run the table and that because I've been burned too many times as an OU <laughs> fan, I know not to get my hopes up. Yeah. Like the Paul Feinbaum thing that came out today or whenever it was today, the rat poison, that's rat poison to steal from uh, red dirt sport, who I'm a huge fan of. If who, you listen to this, who stole a huge it from fan Nick Saban, Jalen hurts. Jalen hurts yeah, by yeah, yeah. proxy. Yes. Uh, former OU great Jalen Hurts, we should say. Right. Uh, but no, it, it's it's interesting because like I, I said this on through the keyhole earlier today, which I mean this podcast will drop I think next Monday. So apologies for the today. What are you talking yeah, about? Sorry, sorry. But uh, I've tried. I've really tried to look for holes with this team, and you can always find flaws. On yeah. Like Alabama last year had flaws, right. even though they were by far the best team in the country. They were not perfect. Like it. These this is a football team made of humans and they're twenty years old, so they're gonna right. there's gonna be some flaws. But in addition to all that, you kind of look at other things like what's the relative strength of the schedule compared to you? What does the schedule look like? The only thing that I can really look at is man, they play nine consecutive games and then they have a bye week. Yeah, and I 
I don't know how that's going to affect the team. I I don't know because that can turn a minor ankle injury into a, all right, this is going to be a, a season influencer. Right. Because instead of having a week off to heal, whoever this player might be, oh, God, now now they're like, like half the player they used to be. Yeah, it's either that or I'm going to turn my Dylan Buckingham on-air positivity. Um, throwing Dylan under the bus. Yeah, throwing. I don't know why we're taking shots it, at Dylan. It wasn't Dylan, on the script. <laughs> Dylan's, a, yeah, Dylan's a really good guy. I don't know why I keep throwing. But anyways, no, I think, I honestly think to kind of play devil's advocate, like positively, I think that could be a chance for them to like get in a rhythm too. Like, like you get in a rhythm and if it goes well early, you just carry, you keep carrying that on. And like the injuries thing, like I didn't even think about that. I don't know why, but I just, it's just like that, that could be, a hindrance, but I, I feel like that playing that many games in a row that just gives that offense more time, especially to like just get in a rhythm. And if they hit that stride early and just keep it rolling, yeah. like that could that could be dangerous. I mean, the weird thing is just going to be there's not there's not going to be like a platoon of players that are going to come in and not necessarily save the day. Like Ramondre, Ronnie Perkins, and now Trajan Bridges, who was suspended for much longer right. than those other two yeah, players. Yeah. Um, they were not coming in to save any, like they were not coming in to save the day. They were coming in to just make a, hey, a, a good team that's starting to find its stride that much more better. Yeah. Well, there's that element's gone. Like OU's team that they're going to have day one is going to be relatively what they're going to have day 20, day 50, you know, game nine, game 10. So, and, and yes, they're going to be young players that step up. They're going to be players that have been in the program that we thought were long busts, long right. gone busts are going to come out and like, oh my God, they're a player now. <laughs> right. So like that, that's as much of a, of a factor, like positively as like the potential for injury or attrition is right. like on the negative side, but there are just things that we can't see, but that's all to kind of tell you and kind of keep champ or like hammering home the whole point of like this team should not only run through their schedule undefeated, they should beat everybody basically by two scores at, at least. And they're not going to because yeah. they're kids. They're right. going to have a bad day. But even when they have a bad day, they no longer have a, a Swiss cheese defense. Right. Like the offense no longer has to have this mentality of I have to go out there and score a touchdown every play. Every right. drive. Defense can the defense, this defense specifically, can pick up the OU offense if they're the, having yeah, this, an off day. Yeah, this defense can win owe you a game by itself yeah for sure on paper of course talent wise and especially depth wise like this defense is incredibly talented so that's you know that's of course all to say what we've been thinking for the last six months that 2021 is it and the pressure is so massive and that's just going to be another thing that we're gonna have to find out like how does Spencer Rattler lead the team as the quarterback with a team with that type of expectation we've seen him quarterback a team and lead a team uh, that is playing rather desperate because they're like, we've already lost two games. If we want to do X, Y, and Z, we cannot lose. Yeah. So I, I like that tenacity that he brings to the table, but navigating a season going into it when you're ranked number one and all the pressure that comes with that, that we haven't seen that of Spencer Adler yet. Yeah, I would say, and I, I want you I want you to kind of chime in about this as well. I think, I think Rattler's attitude, I think I kind of want that from like, a guy, because like again, we talked about the, who, the last time OU was preseason number one with Landry Jones, who I mean, I'm sure was a really great guy, but he he just kind of came off kind human. of like I don't know, like timid, I guess, like especially in a big moment, like like a what little we, bit timid. What and we like, can say is just his attitude, good in good or bad situations, yeah. is consistent, which is a great that is a great quality to have right. if you're a human being. Right, but and when like, you're a fan, like watching the game, and you're angry that a interception has been thrown, and you look at your quarterback and he has a neutral face, you kind of want there to be that same emotion, right? That yeah, you yeah. have, and when you don't see it, you you get upset. Yeah, and timid's probably not the right word, but he just he just seems like a really like good guy that like if you talk to him in person, like you wouldn't have anything bad to say about him. Like I kind of want Rat a guy with Rattler's attitude, kind of that like. Hey, fuck you. No, I'm going to go. I'm the best. I'm going to go prove it like right here. I'm going to go prove it down after down after down. And I don't know, just with that attitude, this and his decision making last year, we can, I mean, we've talked kind of ad nauseum about that, but I don't know. I, with a team like this, I think I would, I, I want 
a guy with Rattler's attitude, kind of that cocky, like, I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. Just, I, I want that attitude uh, out of my quarterback, kind of just that fuck you attitude. Yeah. No, I mean, like you said, Baker, Kyler basically had it. Jalen exactly. had it to an extent, but it was a rather inflated image yeah. that he may have had about himself. Yeah, And, and that's what, I don't know, like, just me, like, as an OU fan growing up, like, I don't know, specifically with Baker, too, like, that attitude, I think that kind of reflects kind of the OU fan base. Yeah. I, I mean, it, that reflects the OU fan base. Like, oh, they don't think we're, oh, we're just Oklahoma, like, I don't know, we have all this tradition. What like what are you talking about? Like whenever we they, oh you can't hang with Alabama. You can't hang you can't hang with uh Florida. You can't hang with these schools. We're like, fuck you, what? Yeah. No. No, are you kidding me? Like we're Oklahoma. No. No, we're gonna show up, show you, and show out. Yeah, and I mean it's easy for me to kind of describe all that as just simply like in my opinion, Kyler Murray's the best quarterback OU's ever had. Uh, I like, completely he, agree. Like, at, at this point, you know, that can change in the next you few You could years. put him in any era of OU football and he would be the best quarterback. Yeah. Imagine him running the wishbone. <laughs> well, and, Switz, then, and then, like, throwing it to Tinker Owens yeah, or like, something. Like. like, Switzer would actually pass the ball. He would have right. been like, no, this guy can throw. Yeah. And, like, Keith Jackson would have been the happiest guy in the world. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, no, you, can put, you can plug him into any era of OU football and he would be the best, probably, best quarterback ever. Probably like, the happiest guy in any wishbone offense that would have been the happiest if Kyler was a quarterback in that era is probably <laughs> Sterling's dad, Derek. Right, like, yeah. I can run nine routes and <laughs> yeah. just score. <laughs> yes! Exactly. Awesome. I, yes. Just get, give me the ball, please. But no, yeah, Kyler please. just, I mean, man, his but, throwing ability coupled with the fact that, like, oh, yeah, he's the fastest guy on the field. Like, that's insane. Oh, he's the fastest yeah. and twitchiest guy on the field. Yes, you cannot exactly. catch him. Yeah, exactly. It's a fool's errand. Yeah. No, but, like, Kyler's the best quarterback in school history. Baker's always going to be the more iconic one. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because he was basically a fan playing football. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not like Kyler's fault or Baker's fault either. Like, I mean, Baker played longer, like, too. So we had... He had more... He had more, like... And he had some iconic wins. Like... Kyler was not supposed to be a one-and-done player. No. uh He was supposed to be, like, he'll be here for two years. And, like, like, that's the thing. We say that about, like, Kyler Murray being the best quarterback in school history... But I wouldn't. I, I mean, I I wouldn't have started him over Baker. Like you, you can't no. justify that either. Like because Baker Mayfield won the damn Heisman, <laughs> so it's like, I mean, you can't. I, I wouldn't have started him over Baker. And I would have assumed, like knowing how competitive Kyler Murray is, and how their relationship is, like yeah. between Kyler and Baker, you know, they, they like each other. But, but you, yeah. you, can, you can tell that there's oh, yeah. like, I know I'm better than you. Yeah. That that whole kind of thing, and you want that out of quarterbacks anyway. I think. I think that that video of of Kyler beating Baker in the NFL, like because Baker does not look like he's like there to have fun. No, and then <laughs> that that shit eating laugh that Kyler has before is like, <laughs> like I got you, <laughs> I got you, like just, uh, I I fucking got you, just like I did in practice every yeah, day. <laughs> exactly, dude. I love that video so much. That shit eating laugh gets me every time. Are they playing each other this year? I think so. Yeah, I think week six. I could be completely wrong. I just made that up. So yeah, I want to see Baker Kyler. I want to see that again. Yeah, Excited for this year, of course. Everybody else is. But now, Matt, let's get to the part where we ask you about you. Oh, so, okay. So, yes. Oh, wow. So I... you're going to have to talk about yourself. Okay. Uh, man. So we're Have s- you talked to my therapist before this? Oh, maybe. Oh, you know. no. Oh, so much for client privilege. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, your, your therapist right. called. She said that she's not your girlfriend. I'm sweating now. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll lob a softball at you. Okay. Because... We're relatively close in age. Yeah, yeah. So, and like you've already you already mentioned like Tinker Owens, Derek Shepard. So right. you have a you, you're kind of like me in that you you know about OU football before right. your time. Yeah, yeah. Before you're 13 year, years old. So yes. I, I I respect that about you. But your earliest memory of being an OU fan is it was actually the national championship in 2000. Mm. Yeah, in 2000, I I tried to like I'm rack my brain of like the 99 season. But like I was like, I hadn't even turned seven years old yet. Whenever OU I won two thousand, I didn't have a, a strong enough attention span to sit down for three hours to watch a football game. Right, I was eight, exactly. nine, ten years old. Like the two thousand season, I I remember a lot of it. I did not watch every single game. I didn't watch the Texas A and M game. I was probably yeah. outside playing with my friends. Right, exactly. That's that's <laughs> while my dad like, was like sitting in the house sweating his ass off. Like God yeah. damn it! But yeah, no. So we had like I had a weird, not weird, but like. My parents had season tickets growing up, 
uh, through my grandma, who was actually the head of uh, sports information at OU in the in like the eighties. And bless um, her heart. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> rest her soul. Now <laughs> she's she's gone, but she was amazing. But uh, anyway, so they had uh, four season tickets through her, uh, my mom and dad, and then uh, my dad's friend and his wife. Um, they all went to all the games growing up. And so like they would go to the games whenever I was really young and I would just hang out with my grandparents. So it, I, I guess the game was on, but I mean, I was at my grandparents, so we were just like yeah. hung out and I was their only grandchild. So I was spoiled rotten. So yeah, no, I tried to rack my brain, but I like vividly remember like being at an away games. We would watch it at said parents, friends house. So we had kind of like split time. Yeah. So for the national title game against Florida state, like I vividly remember being like, just like my parents, like just going crazy. Uh, my dad's friend, like saying, please just let us win this one. I'll never ask for another one. So you can blame him as well. He basically sold his soul. Um, you can blame him for the LSU, the Florida, the, longer the Georgia get, semifinal. The yeah, longer we get away from the national title in 2000, I'm just like, yeah, someone did sell their soul. Yeah, and uh, yes, it probably was my dad's friend, John. So God. it's okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, but but yeah, no, it was the, I hadn't even turned seven years old yet. And like, and at that time, like, I mean, I've always been basketball first, but like at that time too, I was a huge baseball fan. Like my earliest like sports memories are watching like Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa in 98. Like, yeah doing the home run race like and watching chipper jones like that's that's one of my earlier sports memories too is like the the home run chase Uh, because like i said like and that was in 98 so john blake's last year so he's not on tv all the time (laughs) i was living in abilene texas at the time and i'm seven eight years old and i'm like yeah i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna pop outside and go play with my friends for like 10 hours (laughs) um but you know like home run highlights would would be on tv right. for like a split second but I'm not, I'm not gonna sit down and watch a three-hour game but yeah no, no, no. <clears throat> as i got older and had a much stronger attention span i was like right. okay now i'll start getting into football and then i've never been the same since like my mental yeah. state has uh just crumbled with each each disappointing year each disappointing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly but yeah no it's the it's the 2000 national title i mean quentin griffin running untouched in for a touchdown that's just Man, it's perfect. It, it always it never fails with me. You like Torrance Marshall at the coin flip, getting my boy's trophy back. Oh yeah, man, it, it oh. was awesome. Oh, I love it. It it never fails though. Like if Florida State fans like reveal themselves on social media, because there's not a lot of them anymore. Yeah, because Florida State's just yeah, garbage. Yeah. They're terrible. But if they do reveal themselves and the topic of the 2001 Orange Bowl comes up, they'll always man. If Snoop Menace would have played, we would have beat your ass. But we gifted Meanwhile, you two points. Meanwhile, they had fucking Anquan Bolden yeah, out there. Exactly. <laughs> like probably the best player on the field. Yeah, exactly, dude. Should've he was the up. best player on the field. Yeah, and we gifted you two points, so you're welcome. <laughs> you, <laughs> like, hey, like Derek Strait just shut. You would have been shut Anquan out. Bolden down. You would have been shut out if not for a bad snap on a punt. They also had Travis Miner, who played for. He was a running back for the Dolphins for like eight years. And he, <laughs> I think he played for the Chargers. For, like he was in the league for ten years. Chris Winky. Oh, so like it, it's just funny. Like we had Snoop Menace. Oh fuck, go fuck yeah, yourself. Anquan Bolton. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Florida, go go do your offensive chop. Whatever. Please be good again because the whole like Clemson just having a cakewalk into the. Playoff is a little tiresome, but I guess Miami is actually going to be kind of good this year. So we'll see. Derek King's a good quarterback. He is a good quarterback, but they're, they're not going to be. Clemson. They're recruiting the last few years. Like they have nice paper talent. So we'll we'll see if they can do anything with it. Who's their coach? <clears throat> Manny Diaz. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Manny Diaz. Yeah, okay. Garbage. Yeah, no, they'll they'll be good. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're cute. Very cute. What does OU football mean to you, Matt? Um, dude. Well, I just like like I said earlier like growing up with family like it just like family like I was either hanging out with my grandparents at an early age while my parents went to the game and then like all that stuff or just going to the games with my parents like so it just means like family bond like all that stuff I don't know just the whole camaraderie of it is great there's not there's like nothing better than going to an OU football game for me like I don't know. Last year it, was just so the nostalgia. Weird. The nostalgia kicks in. Nostalgia is a very powerful drug. Yeah, no, it's that. It's that. The nostalgia kicks in, and and yeah, I, I just love it. Last year was so weird, and I'm I'm. It's a weird thing to be proud of, but I'm very proud that I didn't take up any of my friends who had like extra tickets. Like, right. hey, you want to go to the game? 
I didn't want to see the stadium. Yeah. I didn't want to see campus on a game day like that because I'm like, I, I, the next time I see it, it just needs to be normal. Dude, because I said, I set up at kind of peek behind the curtain here to what I do on game days. Um, I wake up at early as shit. 30 in the morning. Yeah, early as shit in the morning. <laughs> like all that franchise to- game day coverage, especially yeah. for home games, Matt sets it up. Yeah. Dude, so I'm, I'm up there fucking bright and early, just get up at like four or 5 a.m., depending on what time the, game is um go down there set up the whole tailgate party on the palace thing stay there up until uh like stay stay there once we start and then um i leave i don't leave until uh chris plank and gay biker get off of the stage there so like maybe an hour before kickoff and then i hightail it back here so i can like catch the game uh in time i usually miss like a couple minutes of the first quarter and then, uh, yeah, and then I do post game until whenever, whenever the hell at night, midnight. So I got long Saturdays. Yeah, like just a peek behind the curtain here. Um, and that's not like a, a me throwing a pity party. It's just like it's a lot. Of hey, work. we got we got a long. Yeah, I got a long day. Um, and add to so, the fact, yeah. like you drink a lot. So and yes, no, I drink a lot. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's hereditary. Um, but no, my, uh, my, oh no uh, no uh my uh so yeah no my saturday is very busy um but the very first game the missouri state game it was like a fucking ghost town dude like it was a yeah. legit ghost town and i'm like the like they're gonna kick off it like in like 45 minutes and no one's here and so that Dude, it was just because yeah. I'm so used to just a horde of people just funneling into the stadium, and yeah, it was just it was so weird. It was such a weird year, but I don't know. I'm I'm happy I got to do it. I, I'm always happy to. I don't I don't know if that. I mentioned this on any of the like inside OU you on through the keyhole, but one thing that I do remember from just obviously like. All the games I watched, I watched it either at my apartment or at a friend's house. Yeah. Just like I said, not at the stadium for home games. That last year was the best weather for home games <laughs> ever. No game was blazing ass hot. And as you got later into the year, there was no freezing, cold, windy days. And I just remember thinking, like, of course it would happen this year. Yeah. And then, you know, Nebraska, I'm sure, is going to be 104. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Iowa State even though that's at the beginning of November is going to be like 10 degrees below yeah. like zero wind chills, 40, 40 below. And it's going to rain. Yeah. I remember like, dude, I remember the uh, Florida Atlantic game with, uh, when Kyler it was Kyler's like first game and it was legit like a hundred degrees out, but zero wind. So you just, you there just was, had to sit there. there you was had no to sit mercy. there. You just had to sit there and be hot, like, and just bake in the sun. It was. Did, did you go crazy. to the uh, 07 OU Miami game in Norman? Do you remember that? Yes, I did. Do you remember what happened? No. So the first quarter, like, the. Was it like overcast, like rainy? It almost? was overcast yeah, yeah. all morning. Because, of course, it was 11 a.m. kickoff. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, it was. It rained in the first quarter. Everybody put their little raincoats, their parkas on. Yeah. And then second quarter starts and the rain goes away and the clouds go away and then it's a hundred degrees and it's steamy. My dad almost fainted. Sweating. You're just sweating. My dad almost fainted just standing there in the stadium. We had to go into the tunnel like and just sit in the shade. It was it was it was awful. Like I've heard like stories about the O two UTEP game being like one of the hottest home games that anybody's ever experienced in Norman. But yeah, I guarantee you it's gonna cope. Back to your normal scheduled programming next year, where every game yeah. is like an adventure with the with the weather. I know, dude. And then like the fans that got used to the extra space, like there was a uh, a woman that called in uh, yesterday. Sorry, Monday. <laughs> We're taping this on <laughs> Tuesday. Some, sorry, at some point in at the some past. some point in the past, whenever <laughs> you're listening to this, um, that called in on Triple M, and she was like, "Yeah." Um, we're going to have to figure something out about the extra space because I'm getting my season tickets back and like, it's going to be full capacity. She was like, and this lady next to me is like, doesn't know where her seat ends. And so I'm always scrunched up. So she was, yeah, she was like, no, I, I want, I want the social distancing back. <laughs> I was like, oh man. I know. So uh, I'm sure the fans that went to the stadium were kind of like, Hey, this is kind of nice. Yeah, it's kind of nice. We've got some leg room. We can stretch yeah. out. Yeah. There you go. Spread, spread the legs. 
but no, it looks proud. Sorry, guys. Visually, it looks better to have like ninety thousand in there. Of course, it does. It's going to be awesome to have ninety thousand people in there to watch OU kick Nebraska's ass. That'll be funny. Uh, favorite moments, and just like I did with Russell, don't pick the don't pick the national title game. Come on. Oh no 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 no! I'm not going to pick that. Um, man oh man! And also, Dude, okay. Hopefully, those who jump on this podcast for these fan interviews know also not to just say the Sugar Bowl against Alabama. Okay, the, which I <laughs> was going to the go there. The I was going to go there. Um, That's the unreal because rule. I was there because was, I, I was there for that game. Yeah, and the Alabama fans were it just about as douchey as you would think. Like, like the, I, I remember we went to. I'm sorry, I'm going off on this. No, please. That's not my favorite moment. Or, it is my favorite moment. Can't pick it. But I got to <laughs> tell. I'm already telling the story. Um, we, me and my friend had mistakenly gone to the wrong will call. Because it just said will call. It didn't say Alabama will call or OU will call. Yeah. So And they're all wearing red. And they're yeah, they're all wearing the exact same color. Um so yeah, we're in line and this we're about to get up to the window. Um come to find out we're in the Alabama will call, so we waited all that time for nothing. Anyways, this big, big country ass dude, about six four, probably about two fifty, like, and not fat. Like he is big and he turns around and bumps into this other Alabama fan. Oh, they are no. both Alabama fans, by the way. He bumps into him and goes, watch the fuck out. And this dude goes, what the fuck are you t- like? What are you talking about, man? Yeah. Like, whatever. I'm sorry. He goes, he goes, we're Alabama. We do what we want when we want. <laughs> and I was just like, this guy is the biggest douchebag on the face of the earth. And every, Except every Trevor War. Knight touchdown Every Eric Stryker sack, Geno Grissom sack, I thought of that guy. I thought of that guy. And A.J. McCarron pick from Zach Sanchez, I was thinking about that guy. Man, like, the thing, the funny thing about that game, though, is because, like, OU especially, Alabama's been in bowl games where they've played teams that they deemed unworthy. Yeah. Big bowl games. Mm-hmm. And then Alabama got upset and blown out, like the yeah. Utah game. OU's had games like that, unfortunately, in their right. past as well. It's almost better that the OU Bama Sugar Bowl game was competitive because yeah. it made Alabama fans like care in the moment, <laughs> right. and they can they can say all they want that they didn't they did. care, yeah, exactly. Like in, like in retrospect, but for those three hours, those Alabama fans care because they were like, oh, we're not yeah. losing to this team. Oh hell we're, yeah, we're we're Bama. We do what we want when exactly. we want, and when... we're gonna win this game, right? And yeah. then we just took it from them. And what's crazy <laughs> is if they just if they if they had only played Derrick Henry, they might have they might have won that game. <laughs> Remember, like the, the he thing, had like eight carries for 120 he, yards. How people describe Marcus Dupree? That's, that's Derrick Henry. Henry looked like. OU's defense wanted nothing to do with him. No, I don't I blame tackle him. him either. Guy yeah. was, and he was like a redshirt freshman. Then. <laughs> like he wasn't even, or maybe a true. Because I think the thing was, I think Saban said this. Somebody asked him, "Why didn't you play Derrick Henry more?" Because yeah. he was clearly killing them, and he was like, he wasn't in shape. So that, that was Derrick Henry's fault. Yeah. Okay, wow. I would hate to see Derrick Henry in shape. Well, we have. He's in the NFL, in the NFL now, and he's NFL running now. for like 2,000 yards. God. Um, favorite mm-hmm. moment outside of that, I would have to say Adrian Peterson's run against Oklahoma State. Where Which he one? Spun, where he Which? spun, he like got spun and then just took off. Jason White oh, oh, throws his hands up as soon as he takes the spin. Jason White throws his hands up. Just like he's gone. Like yeah. he's going to run 60 yards and no one's going to touch him. Either that or... Anytime Curtis Lofton played against Missouri. Oh, those. Oh, God. Curtis Lofton, Curtis Lofton owned Chase Daniel. It was so funny. He owned him. It's so delicious. Like, I, my old season tickets were in the northwest corner. So the first OU Missouri game in 2007 in Norman, when he picked up that fumble and yeah. carried Chase yeah, Daniel carried into, like, into yep. our end zone, yep. it's the loudest I've ever heard the stadium. Dude. Louder than 08. Louder than 08 Tech. It was great, man. And like, and you might ask this later. I might be cutting off a question, but like, Cur- Curtis was my favorite OU player ever. That was the next question. Sorry. Okay. So well, there you go. No, so we'll segue, segue yeah. into that. Perfect. Um, yeah, Curtis was my favorite OU player ever. Um, but just because, like, I mean, my dad was a high school basketball coach for ever. Like, he was the head coach at Piedmont for twenty years, and they played Kingfisher all the time. Like every year, they'd play Kingfisher, and uh, Curtis Lofton. Like, I mean. You can just imagine how good he was at basketball too. Like, just uh, built like a brick shit house, and like, <laughs> and like, imagine trying like who's gonna want to step in front of him when he's driving full speed to the lane? No one, coach, no. Um, but yeah, no. So, uh, and my dad's teams were good during that stretch, and they had really good battles. But um, 
I remember Curtis's freshman year. Uh, I go to, I get invited by one of my friends to like the Meet the Sooners day or whatever, and get like, you know, the football signed by all the players, whatever. Yeah. And we go in the linebacker line. And at this time, again, you were a child. I was, yeah, you were I not was still a child, an adult yeah. man. Yeah, no, 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 no. I was, still, <laughs> I was like fifth grade, maybe, like maybe fifth grade. Yeah, and uh, and so uh, we're going in the line. We go in the linebacker line. I'm like, oh yeah, Curtis, and he like looks at me, and he goes, "Hey, are you Coach Burton's son?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude, like what?" And so like, "Yes, sir." Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, but yeah, no. So that always that always stuck with me, Curtis. I've I've talked to Curtis since. I mean, we worked with him. He's a great guy. Yeah. It, he would not remember that story at all. But in that moment, like, and plus he did it like right in front of Rufus Alexander when Rufus Alexander was like peak Rufus. Yeah, and so I felt so awesome. No. I was like, I was like, dude, Curtis Lofton recognized me right in front of Rufus Alexander. I was like, my fifth grade brain was like blown. No, like even to this day, like um, not necessarily players who are playing now because they're essentially 10 years younger than me. <laughs> right. um, I'm never going to look at those players and then the players that come after them uh, with the same reverence that right, I would yeah. have looked at like an age. That's just like, natural. Yeah. Like when I was a kid and they were older than me um, and, and I won't, I won't name this person, but uh there have been times where former OU players, when I was in college or before I was yeah. in college, they've actually reached out and said, "Hey, you like the show?" And yeah. I, I remind, I have to remind myself, "Oh my God, some people listen, and some of them are yeah. like, like guys I used to like really root for right. and get excited for." So, like, I know how that feels. Like, um, it's 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 really weird. It's really fun to meet your heroes sometimes, right? And dude, and like since since like Curtis, obviously we worked with Curtis. And like he's he's awesome too, and he remembered he remembered my dad. He definitely did not remember me, which I didn't go up to be like, "Hey, recognize me?" No, I was just like, "Hey, like, are you uh, Coach, Coach Burton?" Burton I'm Co I was like, like "I'm no, Coach I'm Burton." Matt Burton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, "No, Coach Burton." And then yeah, no, me and me and Curtis, uh, yeah, no, it, it, he was cool to work with, and yeah, I always root for Curtis. But other than that, yeah, probably like Baker, probably Baker, just because he had that attitude. Like he, ba I feel like his attitude embodied. Oh, you. Yeah, I mean, Baker, I mean, kind of going back on what I just and said. And I was older. Like, and yeah. I was older. Baker, like, what I'm saying, it's weird, yeah. Baker is about as close as it can be for me to have, like, true hero status. Oh, yeah. And I, I just can't just because, I mean, Baker and I, are, I, th I think he's either, I think he's either a year older than me or I'm a year older than him. Like, we're essentially the same age. Yeah. So I could kind of get away with like, right. yeah, like Baker's my boy. Like, right, I'll, yeah, exactly. I don't have a poster of Baker Mayfield in my wall. I don't have right. any posters anymore, but if I did, I, I'd probably have a Baker Mayfield poster, let's be honest. Oh, right. I, wait, I do have a Metallica poster upstairs. Of course I do, because I'm, I'm a basic little... That's okay. I'm a basic little B. That's, That's okay. what I am. I have a Michael Jordan poster. That's the only one I have. Who's that? It's Football mm. Podcast! Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, how would Michael Jordan have been as a football player? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, would he be better than LeBron as no. a football player? No, because no, LeBron not. is a football player playing basketball. Absolutely not. Mm. Yeah, LeBron. Ugh. So is LeBron the goat NBA basketball player that would have played football? I'm kidding. Sorry, uh, we're going off the rails. Blake Griffin. That's my fault. Oh, dude, no, it's LeBron. I'm sorry. I mean, imagine Blake Griffin being an H back. Imagine LeBron being an H back. <laughs> would he be an H back? He would be whatever the hell he wanted yeah. to be. <laughs> He's well, 6'9", 250 in his peak Miami, like 270. I don't call breath fouls unless you're a Kerry Cook secondary, <laughs> unfortunately. Jeez. Nah. So, kind of speaking, of, it's kind of on that topic, though, name association. Okay. Kerry Cooks. Ugh. Is that, does <laughs> that count? Jay Bulware. Ugh. <laughs> Man, dude, like, he was from Texas. Like, what? And then went back to Texas, and we're like, oh, yeah, no, he had a, he had OU's best interest in mind. Yeah, Jace McClellan, Kamar Wheaton, and... Trey the Sermon. Guy, the, and Trey Sermon, yes, you're right. And the guy he did get, Seth McGowan. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it, what is... What happened I, to him? I don't know. I've been away. Uh, I, I, I've I've been I've been on assignments. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. I've been covering the Thunder. I haven't even paid attention. Oh no. No. Yes. No. Yeah. Jay Bowler. Ugh. Bigger. Ugh. Bigger. Ugh. Well, let's let's try something just off the wall, shall we? Oh, James Hanna. James Hanna, dude. Oh man. Uh, did he? 
did he catch the no that was Jermaine Gresham I was thinking about the tip pass at Bedlam. Jermaine caught the tip pass yeah. at Bedlam. Yeah. Yeah. Dang it. Never mind. But James um, Hanna did have a big Bedlam touch, catch. Yes. Yes. Okay. See, I knew 80, something in Bedlam. It was an 80 yard touchdown. Yes. Catch. Knew something in Bedlam. Um, but yeah. And then, like, stuck around with the Dallas Cowboys forever. Yeah. He I was, was like, always, okay. Yeah. He was always their cool. blocking tight end, yeah. which was incredible to me because I always thought James Hanna was a great athlete. Yeah. And, and look, clearly he is because he's playing in the NFL, but I can't remember who the other tight end was that Dallas had. Guy Jason Witten. No, well, they it was towards Jason Witten's like oh, tail yeah. end of his career. They had oh, he, I think he had an Hispanic last name. I can't remember. Anyway, oh, he geez. was he was know. their pass catching tight end. James Hannon was their blocking tight end. Yeah, and I I just always assumed Is it Fasano. No, he played for the Dolphins. Dolphins. Okay, yeah, yeah never mind. But uh, yeah, I was just shocked that he was kind of just what Blake Bell is now is just a block right, yeah, tight end, which is again nothing wrong because. I mean, fuck, they're, they're getting paid zillions of dollars. Right. They're having great careers or set up for life. Yeah. I wish I could just, quote unquote, be a blocking tight end. Right. Dude. No, uh, nothing wrong with that at all. Dude, how, man, how good, how much money would Brody Eldridge have made in the NFL? Brody Eldridge would have been Today. very good under Lincoln Riley. Dude. He, a guy that can do everything. He'd be, awesome. He'd be so awesome. Yeah, he was one of the more underrated Sooners of the last 20 Oh yeah, because dude, years. he made like the fullback, like all Big Twelve, like what two years? He was and yeah, like, he was another blocking tight end primarily. Yeah, and you like never knew about you never really noticed Brody Eldridge unless you're like paying full attention to like the fullback. But then he pops up on like the all Big Twelve team, yeah. and you're like, oh, he played oh, center yeah. in 2009 because OU's offensive line got so decimated with injury that they had to like ask Brody Eldridge to play center, <laughs> and he played <laughs> he really effing well at center. And then he got hurt. I think he broke his, I think he broke his neck. Oh, jeez. Or he had a fairly serious injury. Yeah, is I think that's what ended up making him have to quit playing football. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all that happened. Dude, imagine he kept if he was around today and kept playing center with Bill Bedenbow. Dude, I feel like those two would have been a, like a match made in heaven. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh screw you, Siri! <laughs> I need to turn that. Like that does that every that has done that during phone like a uh, call before. No, like well, the one thing I can remember about Brody Did Eldridge Siri, was she disagreeing with me? Did I, was that a hot take that I had? Was, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about Brody Eldridge that I can remember offensively. The 08 Bedlam game, he caught like a four foot pass from because I think it was a two point conversion from Sam Bradford and Sam like threw it as hard as he could because <laughs> like he's looking one direction and then there's pressure coming. And then Sam, I think, obviously, because he throws it to him, knows Brody Eldridge is standing there. And because yeah. the guy is coming from um, bringing in pressure, well, Brody's wide open. So Sam, still not looking at Brody, just throws it as hard as he can, and Brody just catches it. And I've played, I've played second base before. When I played baseball, I had a shortstop that thought every game he was being watched by like MLB scouts, right. so he had to throw of the course. ball a zillion miles an hour. And even just like routine like grounders where you just toss the ball to your second baseman, he would throw it as hard as he could. It would, I would catch it, try to turn it to first. And as I'm turning, I would just scream, all like, why are you doing that? So <laughs> shout out to Brody Eldridge for just being a badass and catching a 100-mile-an-hour fastball from Sam Bradford. Yeah, and shout out to your second baseman for – or wait, your shortstop. Whatever. You were second baseman. Yeah, I yes. Shout out to your shortstop who toughened you up. Yeah, well, I guess so. My right hand is uh, much stronger than my left, but that's uh, for very, mm. very personal reasons that we won't get into. <laughs> Mainly, I just I, – I, I stick to a, one dumbbell. Oh yeah! Oh yes. no, yeah! Yeah, I'll oh, tell you what I was thinking after. Just, just to uh, clear up any of the confusion, I'll tell you what I was thinking afterwards. Oh boy! Last name on the name association: Garrett Hartley. Garrett Hartley. Like was coolest, he you know, like until Gabe Burkich like walked I don't think onto we the appreciated field? Garrett Hartley until Jimmy Stevens came along and we were like, "Give us Garrett Hartley, please." <laughs> Can we sign it? Uh, franchise tag Garrett Hartley. <laughs> Unless my years are messed up yeah. and Jimmy Stevens was before, but oh, I'm pretty sure Hartley Garrett was Hartley was. He had his red shirt burned his freshman year in 2004 because he kicked in the Big Twelve title game and the Orange Bowl against USC. Right. He didn't get to kick that much, but you know he was still playing. Um, so he was a sophomore in 05. 
He was a junior. Oh, he was way before Jimmy Stevens. And a senior yeah. in 2007. Yeah, yeah, way Jim, before. Well, Jimmy no, Stevens. Jimmy Stevens was the kicker in 08. Really? Oh, jeez. <clears throat> remember they? Yeah. Remember Stoops trotted him out there for a 48-yard field goal against Florida, and we all knew how that movie was going to work. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, and then like Garrett Hurley killed it with the Saints. Yeah, he he, he should have been the Super Bowl MVP. Oh, you right. probably has the biggest argument for we should have had the most Damian Super Williams. Bowl MVPs. Damian Williams, but I mean they were going to give it over, give it to Patrick Mahomes every any, I mean, like, who, every who day. Who won it for the Saints? Was it Tracy Porter or was it Drew Brees? They probably gave it to Drew Brees, but yeah, Tracy Garrett, Porter had the best play. Gar- of the game. Garrett Hartley kicked like four or five field goals in that game. Yeah, it's like he is the one scoring them their points. Yeah, well that was that was football before. Yeah, who cares? Before we know it now. Yeah, who cares? Like, Garrett Hartley, until Gabe Burkich walked onto the field, was probably the, one of the coolest OU kickers of all time. I mean, everyone's going to point to Uwe Von Schaumann right. for the obvious reasons. Uh, but Dude, Garrett Tim Hartley Duncan was cool. just cool with the long hair. Tim Duncan was cool. How how dare you? Tim du- you kicked some of the more clutch lefty. field goals. Lefty. In, yeah, clutch field goals all, 2000, uh, all season long in 2000. Um, the best kicker name was Trey DiCarlo, though. Name only. Trade, he had a great sophomore and junior year, yep. and then the senior year was just not very good. You know, it happens. Um, that's why Garrett Harley had his red shirt. <laughs> but people like, I, I get people don't talk about kickers a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm going to know you nerd, so I, I will bring this up from time to time. But Garrett Harley's junior year in 06, he missed one field goal. <laughs> now, I think he only took, I think he only took 16, which is why he didn't win the Lou Groza because. The but guy still. who won was like 24 of 27. Yeah. And it's just like, well, why are you kicking all these field goals? Because your team's Because your team's not very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was a dude from Oregon State, but I'm probably wrong. But he was 16 of 17 his junior year. Do you know which one he missed? No. It was the uh, field goal to end the Oregon game. Ugh. Now, Oregon... Why'd you have ju- to bring that up, Oregon dude? jumped off sides. And he didn't even and miss we it. It got, the ball. it got blocked. And it, you it should the have ball. never happened. And you Alan Patrick standing there yeah. with the ball. I mean, like, hey, Mr. Ref, here's the ball that you're yeah. looking for. Now you have to go call your counselor again. Damn it, dude. <laughs> I think Alan that's Patrick what, got the like, ball. Dude, well, and, dude, I remember my dad, after that game, he, he left the house in anger, in a fit of rage. He, he could not be in the house anymore. Because I think the TV would have like the TV would have been into a million pieces. He had to get away from a TV, and just in a fit of rage. And I just, like, <laughs> me and my mom were just like, "Well, all right, yeah, yeah I was, dad, dad's going to get milk." Ugh, I was there and didn't know we got screwed until we watched it on TV, like on a replay, like right when we got back to the tailgate. So bad. So we just thought that we had just. I think to make game away. to make matters worse, I think we were at. We had to go to some event. I don't know if it was a wedding, but we had to go to some sort of event. And so we missed like the first half of it. So already dad's pissed. And then just, I mean, the snowball effect. Yes. And he was just went to level 10. Gordon five. Reese and the rest of those refs in Eugene, Oregon just ruined Christmas that year. They did. I didn't get any presents. Yeah, way to go, you assholes. Yeah, they all went to my dad's gambling debt. Matt. Some things about your producing at the franchise and just basically your, you know, just your your professional life thus far. Yeah, yeah. Because, like I said, you're you're fairly close to age in me, or as to I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. You're yeah, almost yeah. my age. You're right, exactly. Now, you're probably like me, where I think, well, I'm not really young anymore. So whenever yes. people do say, like, well, you're young, I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't feel st- like it. I need to start making money now. <laughs> I don't it, feel like it. The, the, very... only thing, the only thing that makes me feel young is I'm still broke. Exactly. So you know, I'm still <laughs> yeah, broke. Like, and uh, My body I, hurts all the time. I'm tired hurt. every day. I, I If I want to have a few beers on a Tuesday night, then I can do it because I, I guess I'm still a yeah, kid. I can. And then now, if I want to try to go real hard and have more than two beers, then I have... A guaranteed hangover, and if I want to have as many beers as I had when I was in college, I have a two-day hangover, and that's yucky. It's terrible. That is more than yucky. Can't do that anymore. No, now like I, I've been at the franchise now since 2018 April, I think is when yep. I started covering the Thunder. It was the year the Thunder lost to the Jazz in the playoffs. Yeah, you've been here longer. I've barely. When, barely. when did you start? Um. 
Well, I interned. I think we probably got like an actual job around the same time. Very different jobs, though. I was like, hey, we'll call Matt if we need like the if our backups backup can't make it, then we'll call Matt like to produce. And uh, so, yeah, no, I interned and then in like, I guess I was like late 2017, like the what would be the fall semester of 2017 when I was uh, graduating at UCO. Then graduated and immediately was just like, hey, Good Randy. Shows. Yeah, roll shows, roll shows. Roll Who's shows. up? Um, but yeah, no. So I, uh, yeah, I asked Randy. I was like, hey, do you, do you have any jobs? Like, I don't know what else to do. Do you have any jobs? And then he was like, yeah, sure. We'll call you if four other people can't make it. Then we'll we'll call you. And then four other people couldn't make it that day. Yeah. And that's when I Wally pipped them. There you go. And well, rest- I was Lou Gehrig in that situation. <laughs> and the rest is history. Whoever else was Wally Pip, I don't know. Probably Madison Morris. Oh boy. <laughs> no, like, I mean, what do you, what do you like? Because I often get asked, like, what's your end goal? Like, what's yeah. your ideal situation? Like, what's your dream? Right. Yeah. So, like, is it to stay in radio? Is it to maybe spread your wings, do more broadcasting in terms of, well, not just produce, but be on air more yeah. or maybe go on TV. You've been on TV before. I have been on TV. Shout You're out a, to News 9. News 9 Correspondent. Yep, News 9 Correspondent live from Lucky Star. Dude, I interviewed the freaking CFO of Lucky Star Casino. Not a big deal. Yeah. Not a big deal. Probably met Bob Stoops during that commercial. No, I didn't meet Didn't meet Bob. No, he did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're just a correspondent. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, no, uh, who's, I, I who's think, this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bob Stoops just like shoves me out of the way. He like palms my face and shoves me out of the way. Well, get out of the way, nerd. <laughs> and I was like, I stuck up for you to Brady. And he's like, what are you talking about? Who anyways, is Brady? Yeah, anyways. Who, who is, uh, who's that? Yeah. Um, in goal, I don't know. I want to eventually start like my own podcast, uh, which actually one of them, I'm going to start a couple of them. One of them is going to be called Outside OU. So, uh, <laughs> this is funny. so stay tuned for that. I'm just going to be, it's just going to be me reacting to, uh, inside OU, the, the podcast that you're listening to the latest inside OU. So yes, I'm doing it without Brady or Keegan's permission, but so if you want, if, I mean, if you want my reactions to what they're saying, then listen to outside OU coming soon. <laughs> and, yeah, just like it's how, gonna be me. It's gonna be me. Be like, yeah, that's a really good point by Keegan. Just like, how oh, those, shut up, Brady. Just like how those nerds at the Ringer do all their like reaction shows to Game of Thrones. Yeah, or Detective, like, immediately after the show airs. Yeah. Like, what does it mean, man? Right. Like they like quote Nietzsche and shit, and it's like none of that ever works or applies. Right. So it's like, hey, my, hey. Brady mentioned F Bob like three times on this spot. Like he's, <laughs> they're really running out of content to talk about. Uh, no kidding. No, my dream job is to be a professional tweeter, but I don't think that's going <laughs> to, I don't think that's going to be paying the bills anytime soon. Um, but if gonna, anyone wants me to run famous. their social media, yeah, if anyone wants me to run their social media, by all means, um, let me know. I'll do it. Uh, yeah, know, you're, it you're, you're here for the ratio. I'm here for the ratio, man. Funny story. Okay, I have to say that because I did have a tweet do pretty well, and it was basically me saying that I was going to say things like ratio or rare L to my girlfriend when she asked me to do stuff. Like, you know. It's internet lingo. You know, like a teen on NBA Twitter saying ratio to something they don't agree with. Which I might actually be addicted to now. So just saying ratio. It's, it's like so you funny. disagree, you say ratio, conversation over. That's it. Like <laughs> you don't have to go through back and forth. Just ratio. It's like an anchorman situation. When in Rome. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Matt, you're not good looking. Ratio. <laughs> ratio. Um but anyways, Matt, no, and you no longer work here. Ratio. <laughs> ratio. <laughs> ratio. Rare L. Um, no. So I uh, so there was a guy that responded to it, and if you're listening, I think his name's Caleb. He was following me. Caleb, if you're listening, uh, I'm sorry. I did not mean anything, but I thought we were in like a little joke thing. But he tweeted at me and he said, this will result in you looking for a new girlfriend. And I just replied, ratio with like five O's. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like if you disagree with yeah. something, you just say ratio and end of. And he unfollowed me. So Caleb, what? so Caleb, I'm sorry. I thought we were in like a joke thing. I'm all. Fixed. I thought we were joking, but it's hey, it's all good. If if I said something else, 
maybe it was me hypothetically being very mean to my girlfriend that that was that may have been the line that I stepped over. Yeah, I'm sorry. Who knows? I would never say something like that or, to my girlfriend. She's awesome, but she would probably say something like that to me. Wow, because she's the worst. And you have a girlfriend. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Just bragging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bragging. Yeah. I, I, had, okay. I had this fire tweet, and I got a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, no, take, um, take your little book with all your questions and get another out of thing. Here. <laughs> I really, 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 really want to take Jerry's job. Um, but that's just because <laughs> he's been saying that for so long. He's like, oh, these young kids trying to take my job. I just want it to come true. I really want it to come true because I want Jerry to suffer. Do you want that heat, though? Do you want to be the, the station's next Jerry Ramsey? No, I wouldn't be the next Jerry Ramsey. It would be like, I don't know. I feel like I would be very welcomed because I'm not Jerry. I think that's my most redeeming quality is I'm not Jerry. Yeah, well, <laughs> and for those who are outside the market, Jerry Ramsey, Jerry Ramsey yeah. runs, was it 10 to 3 every day? Yeah, Essentially somewhere two around there, 11 shows, to 3, something like that. 11 to 3, it's on the air on 107.7 The Franchise. But yeah, because uh, no, I, I just, I, there's quite a, quite a bit of our audience lives in Dallas. Okay, so, fair enough. So yeah, Jerry Ramsey, uh, it's probably better if you haven't heard of him. It's better for your mental if you have not heard of Jerry Ramsey. He, but, he's, he's very mean. You know, just something. I mean, dude, I love like I mean, I love working here. Like legit, everyone that I work with is is awesome. And I mean, I work with you more than probably more than anyone. And I mean, you're awesome, except for Ryan Chapman. That Ryan Chapman guy. Yeah, he's gonna. Yeah, be, he's got big league, man. He's he's got big time now. I know. He's like, I talk to John Hoover every day. He doesn't respond to texts anymore. That hasn't I, happened, but he I, like. <laughs> he, but he, it will happen. But it will happen eventually. He's like, no, I've got things to do with my new friend John Hoover. Ever heard of him? Ever heard of him? <laughs> yeah, Sports Illustrated, man. Ever heard of that? I'd be like, ever heard of Sports Illustrated? That's who I work for. I'd be like, yeah, this podcast that you're listening to, John and I used to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, something with the franchise, man. I I, I like working here, and I. Really, like, I, I couldn't see myself going and doing radio, like, in another state or anything like that, like, a different market. Like, I just, I don't know. I just like Oklahoma, don't like, wanna, their sports scene and everything. Like, I don't know. Don't want to do the Utah sports market circuit? No, thank you. No, thank you. I would hate to, you know, the, I, I would hate to go through Utah jazz history. God. What? I mean, seriously? Just a... Between a, a guy I won't name who they said who they used to call the mailman, terrible human being, look it up. Yeah. Um, I refuse to acknowledge him. In my mind, uh, I think LeBron James is third in the scoring ranking, all-time scoring rankings. Uh, he's actually number two, because <laughs> number two is someone who did not ever exist, uh, the mailman that played in Utah. Uh, I won't acknowledge him. That's the last time I will acknowledge him. He so is in, a male. And in between that, in between Rudy Gobert shutting down the whole damn country, what the hell, Utah? The I remember, jazz, being, I remember the worst. being so angry about that. Dude, that night they knew was he unreal. was sick and they and you brought him here. That night was unreal. Remember man. at the time when I was testing speechless. when testing was so rare and limited yes. and the jazz took our tests? Yeah, all of our tests, dude. No, from that now until the crazy. end of time, like go up to the uh, Oklahoma Health Department whenever they like have all their stats for testing, yeah. which I'm assuming that I hope they kept it for posterity, but they had the in-state test and then the out-of-state test, and it was right. like 14 because it was the Utah Jazz. Yeah, or no, it was like 27 because the they tested all the coaches and staff yeah. and players. And Jeez. I'm what a nightmare. God, I remember getting on air and Jerry being like, no, we have to get on. Yeah, you and I were uh, – Because you, beat them, you beat them back. And we I did never, like a segment. We did like I a segment. I never left. I stayed at Flint. Yeah, no, we did a segment, and I was, I, I was legit speechless. Because, I mean, what – what the hell am I going to say? Like, no I've precedent. never seen anything like this before. Um, yeah, no, this game's going to get shut down. And then, oh, yeah, the entire season's canceled or postponed, at least. It was just, man. The world is going to end. I know, <laughs> it's like kind of what I was thinking yeah. that time. And... I was just afraid of the air. Oh, <laughs> that was. And then, like, for a year after that, I was afraid of the air. Yeah, that. The hell, man. I'm glad that we're starting to. Uh... I'm glad we're starting to see much better days, I hope. Me too, but, man. But Matt, I'm glad we got to do this. I'm glad we got to do this too, man. You if you ever want at, me to do this again. You screamed at me and said, I want to do your OU fan interviews. Like you like just like that. Yeah, no, I did. It was a much higher pitch. I think it was during the Kings game last week. I yelled, yeah, that was the first thing I said to you. I didn't even say hi. Yeah. 
I said, Brady, get me on that uh, that OU thing you do. And then Christine Butterfield wanted to jump on as well. She's like, well, I want to do it too. And we're like, well, you're a Kansas basketball fan. So yeah, it's, you, it's, it would never work, Christine. Like, they, the, the OU list, inside OU listeners would they sniff would turn, that out. They would turn on her. Yeah. No. Not, they would, yeah. Danny they would Manning smell is, her bullshit. Danny Manning is not welcome here. Not welcome here. No. Dude, and neither is Bill Self. Bill not Self. Not only is he Kansas, he's, he is a poke. Oh. He's also a poke. And he doesn't have real hair. No, no. Definitely not. And that's how we'll end it. Matt, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Hey, imagine if Bill Self ever coached at Maryland. It would be the tortoise and the hare. <laughs> and that's what I will leave you with. Yes, follow Matt on Twitter at I am Matt Burton. If you don't already, please do so. You'll uh, you'll enjoy it. And Caleb, come on now. Follow Caleb, my boy I'm back. sorry, man. I'm really sorry. Yeah, I thought we were joking. Matt, yeah, Matt okay. sorry. He's got a good heart. That's why he's on here. But again, everybody, thank you so much for listening to Inside OU. Once again, if you are still interested in jumping on the podcast, like I said, I've got, I think, about five or six weeks basically covered uh, moving forward. That doesn't mean that you can't jump on as well. If we get to a point where 30 people want on, I might just do two a week. I I will figure out a way to make sure everybody's voice is heard that wants to jump on because I... I want to make sure that you all feel included. I want to make sure you guys all feel uh, welcome. And I just want to do whatever I can to show my thanks for you guys listening to my silly OU football podcast that I've been now doing for two years, going on three. Enjoy the hell out of it. So much fun to talk OU football, OU basketball, what have you. Uh, So without you guys, it wouldn't exist. So thank you all so much. But until uh, next time, which would be Thursday at Vanessa House with Keegan, We'll talk to you later.